Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Diana Sanchez-Bouchon, Executive Director of Worship Ministries and Director of Music Ministries. I'm Lisa Hancock, Director of Worship Arts. And I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries. During this time of transition from virtual to online and hybrid worship, the worship team has endeavored to provide conversations that inspire worship teams and leaders to seize this moment and realize the opportunities before the church, finding ways to help those worshiping with us to re-engage and shape the church we are becoming. Like everybody else, we're looking at a new year. We're thinking about what may be coming up, so we wanted to share a little bit of the resources that are both already available and in the works to be coming soon. So it's sort of a preview of coming attractions. That's always my favorite part about going to the movies, is seeing all the other movies I could <laughs> yes. go to see. That's right. Instead of the one I'm actually there to see. But anyway. To whet your appetite, yeah. That's right, Exactly. Of course, then everybody knows that the previews are always better than the movie anyway, but <laughs> Stop. hopefully that's not true with these previews. So, so let's talk about worship resources. The first thing to mention, and we've been talking in previous podcasts about Epiphany and Ordinary Time and all of that, but if you go to the website and it's still 2023, there's a button at the top of the website about what's coming up that says 2024. So don't think that we end in 2023. There are some more that are already posted, and we actually have Lent posted up there. Easter and Pentecost and the season after Pentecost will be coming. So we start with Lent. Lent is already posted, and we're looking at uh, examining the depths of love. That's the title of that series, and it's really about what Jesus has done for us. After Easter, then we look at how we're going to live out that love, and so we have two short series after Lent, that say, how do we live and how do we love? Those are the two series that are there. But but Lent is about listening, watching, following, walking alongside Jesus on this journey that he makes and examining that what he does, he does out of love. All of the sacrifice, all of these steps, all of this experience, the suffering, everything that he endures, he does out of love. And so we try to help us Pay attention to that. And so our worship during the season of Lent, which is often a little more somber, perhaps, or a little more reflective, perhaps, but yet at the heart of it is this understanding that we are loved beyond imagining. And then, as I said, after after the glorious celebration of Easter, which is a standalone, we decided to try to not fold Easter into another series, but just let Easter be Easter. And so we invite you to go and enjoy that day. But then the season after is, so now what? That's always the question, whether Mm -hmm. it's after Christmas, whether it's after Easter, any big celebration, what's next? And so we're asking the question, then how do we live? How do we continue this journey? How do we walk as disciples of Jesus Christ? How do we continue to make disciples? All of that process in these two shorter series, how do we live and how do we love? They overlap, of course, and the themes are repeated. But we invite you to to take some time before Pentecost comes and then the real examination of what the church is going to do and to be begins throughout that long season after Pentecost and ordinary time throughout the summer. 
Well, and and I think, Derek, if I can interrupt here, also during this period of time, Easter falls on March 31st. And so the season of Easter during April, basically, and what what's going to be foremost on our minds is going to be about general conference, what's going to mm-hmm. happen, where are we going with this? And shortly after that is annual conference that unpacks some of what general conference just did. So I really love that these two series following the Easter Sunday are really focused on those themes. Yeah. How are we going to love? How are we going to live? Those are really important. Absolutely. And in fact, we'll come back to some of that in some of our other projects about who are we and how do we identify ourselves. That's that's well caught. The other overlap, I guess, I want to finish this part of the conversation with is it all starts. Lent starts on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of what drove mm-hmm. us to look at love as, as the central theme throughout all of that. But as you think about planning worship for Ash Wednesday, how does Valentine's Day fit into that? And and the cultural expression of love and loving and Valentine's doesn't really fit. And yet underneath it is something much more profound. Mm -hmm. And so we invite you to, to consider that. Don't just ignore it. Pay attention to the fact that these things overlap and that part of what we're inviting people to do is redefine their understanding of what it means to love, mm. to love even those closest to it, even our sweethearts, <laughs> even <laughs> those in our families, as well as our neighbors and the stranger and the ones that we are called to love like Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. So it's a transformative process, and we invite mm-hmm. you to enter into that. The other thing I want to mention is that, in a sense, to back up from all of that and ask the question, what are we doing week by week when we gather for worship? We are planning a series of webinars that are asking some fundamental foundational questions about what is worship and how do we go about doing it? How do we worship in a time of technological change? How do we worship as the power and the passion of going to church is shifting in our culture? What does worship mean? How do we how do we be creative? And so we have this series. We invite you to, to look out for that, and we'll be posting those fairly soon, I think, about when they will happen. But we'll start with some very basic things. What is worship, and what are we trying to do? Not as a way to say you've been doing it wrong, but for us to unpack what we do already. Yeah. I've, I've spoken with worship leaders who sometimes say, oh, well, we don't do liturgy in our church. Well, of course you do. (laughs) You just don't do what you may have interpreted as liturgy. You don't do this formal kind of thing. But everybody does liturgy. Liturgy is the work of the people. So what do the people Mm -hmm. do during worship? And why do you do it? And and you say, our order is different than everybody else's. Well, there's still an order. There's a flow to worship. And so we want to talk about that. We want to help people understand that. Hopefully, in a way that allows you to say, yeah, we're doing okay, and here's some tweaks, or here's some new understandings, or here's some, some levels we can add to what it is that we're doing. We want to boost your, your worship presentation to, to meet the people where they are, but also perhaps to reach out and invite new folks to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that it's not necessarily for the people listening to this podcast, although, you know, we, we can all use a refresher course in worship because we get into our our routines and our ruts. You know, it's always nice to have somebody tell us something that go, oh, yeah, let's, let's try that. Let's think about it that way. Yep. But more so to invite 
the worship committee at your church mm-hmm. or the worship committee for your annual conference to be a part of this so that it can grow and it can be beyond the one or two people who are most involved in planning worship. Absolutely. You know, and I think about that too. You may be sitting back and being like, I've taken that class. I'm good to go. (laughs) You know, whenever I graduated from seminary or from licensing school or, you know, I've had, I've had my education and I'm doing it all the time. And, you know, we've been working on this new set of resources called Belong. And it's a deep dive into the sacraments, into Holy Communion, baptism, and our membership vows. And it's been such an important thing, like a reminder that I think also goes with these webinars of, oh, we're returning to something, to relearning and to reexamining and to taking a breath and, and reminding ourselves what worship is about. But these belong resources, again, are asking us, you may be saying, well, we do Holy Communion every month or every week. Surely I know what I need to know about Holy Communion. Or we've had so many baptisms or so many new members. We do this liturgy. And that's so important. But our belong resources that will be coming out in the spring, aligning with the timing of General Conference, and then you'll have access to them as well to view them and to explore them at annual conference, these are resources that are about not just here's what you need to know about Holy Communion, baptism, and our membership vows, but actually also a reminder that these are the things that help us understand what it means to belong, to belong to Christ and to belong under Christ to one another. And in a really specifically United Methodist way, it's an exploration of grace and Wesleyan theology that we hope that you will want to use in your congregations. These are appropriate for small groups, for new member classes, for confirmation. We've put them together where there's a leader's guide. If you're teaching this course, we've got a, you know some real in-depth information for you, some participant guides that lay people, confirmands, whoever might want to engage and can use to guide them through the material as they read and prepare and then come and discuss together. And then we're really excited about some future aspects of this resourcing that will come out later in 2024, giving diverse perspectives on the sacraments, as well as a workbook to help you to help further devotion and engagement with these understandings so that we can understand that the things that we we do as in that are so important to us in worship that as Wesley would say a means of grace they're not mm-hmm. just a one way thing between God and us they actually also it's us to God and it is us with one another being bound together in what one of my favorite theologians calls the bonds of charity these are the ways we are bound together and we belong to one another in the mm-hmm. bonds of charity so we hope that you'll look forward to that and you will be hearing plenty about it from us mm-hmm. later in 2024 so don't worry we'll make sure that you stay informed Along with that, um, following general conference, we will pretty quickly go into annual conference season, and the worship team is offering two different workshops for annual conferences to choose from if they'd like to bring one of us in. One of those is forming disciples through worship, and the other is embodying online worship. And 
both of these workshops are really focused around some of the similar themes we've already talked about with our webinars, but it's a way to come together in your context for us to talk about first how do we actually make disciples through worship and not understand worship as somehow separate from discipleship, but actually a location where we are grown in our faith? And how do we plan worship in such a way that we are growing faith as people come together, not just individually, but communally? And then embodying online worship is an exploration, not of the technology of online and hybrid worship and how to do it technologically, but actually how to think theologically and liturgically with the task of online and hybrid worship and discerning what is best in your context, what is going to most serve your community, because it's not one size fits all, right? Mm-hmm. What we need in our different contexts matters. And it's important that we take a step back now that online worship of some kind seems to be here to stay. This is an opportunity for you to take a step back with one of us and with members of your annual conference to really consider what it is we're doing. Is it the best use of your your resources? And if not, what could be a really good use of your resources to maintain an online and or hybrid worship experience within your congregation. So we're excited about being able to offer those. If you're interested in them, let your annual conference planners know. And we hope that we get to see all of you at annual conference to some degree or another this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Part of what I'm excited about in the, in the online worship one is the language that you chose. Actually, it was Lisa who, who uh, titled this embodying online worship. Mm -hmm. We often Mm -hmm. think that virtual worship is disembodied. So yeah. how do we come back to the understanding that there is a body redefining mm-hmm. that whole idea? Mm-hmm. That's part of what we're in the stage of doing in our denomination right now is redefining, re- mm-hmm. grabbing a hold of these foundational kinds of ideas about who and what mm-hmm. we are. The language we might use is revival. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not new yes. information in a way, but it's coming back to some of the foundations and and getting a new sense of energy and power and passion about that. Absolutely. And we probably don't need to explain this to our audience at Worship Matters because you're here because you think worship matters. But I think one of the beautiful things about our Wesleyan tradition is that worship is the wellspring out Mm -hmm. of which revival occurs. You don't have revival without worship. And revival... Mm -hmm if we might use this, it brings that Holy Spirit fire into the other parts of our life as the church, as the people of God out in the world. But it there's a there's a sustenance of sorts and a, a, and a quenching of our thirst and a driving forward for us in worship. And so that's part of what I think all of these resources that mm-hmm. we're offering mm-hmm. in 2024 are trying to help us engage. Yes, yes. I'm so excited about next year. It's it's going to be, a I think, a banner year for our church, for the United Methodist Church in many ways. And I think many of the agencies are preparing for it, and as we are, yeah. and I, and because we want it to be a real renewal time, revival. Mm-hmm. This is who we are. Let's move forward. Let's be about the work. And to that end, there's going to be a, a what used to be called a School for Congregational Development. This would happen every year for leaders at the annual conference, district, and local church level. 
three and a half days of workshops and worship, but we didn't want to call it a school, this next iteration of it. We haven't had this for several years because of the pandemic and a lot of the changes that have been going on, but we're bringing it back next August, August four, five, six, seven. And so it'll start on a Sunday evening. It's going to be in Chicago and actually Shamsburg, which is a suburb of Chicago. And we'll have just wonderful worship. We'll have many bishops in attendance, as well as other national leaders to be sharing a good word with us, also sharing some ways that we can learn together and grow together and move forward. So the SCD, School for Congregational Development, we kept the, a, that acronym SCD, but changed it to See, Create, Disciple. Mm. Being part of that whole See All the People movement that was started several years ago, and that was um, an imprint of the of discipleship ministry. So See, Create, such as creating new expressions of faith, fresh expressions, that sort of thing, and then disciple. That is what our agency is all about. How do we help the local church disciple or make an environment conducive for discipleship to grow? So I'm very excited about that next year. We're going to have some great music at that event and some great speakers and leaders. A couple of other things that we're looking forward to next year. One is an, the Africana Worship Resources for the 21st Century. We've been in conversation with The Upper Room, and we plan to publish this sometime next year. And it's a collection of Africana Worship Resources, some taken from the previous Africana Worship years, A, B, and C. And then there's some newer things that are going to be also added to it. But The flow of the book is not going to be a a scriptural flow according to the lectionary calendar, but more the flow of the pattern of worship. So there'll be prayers that at the beginning of the worship service, the call to worship, the invocation, collect, that sort of thing, call to confession, and so forth. That works right all the way through the worship service. So we're real excited about offering that at some point next year as a book and beyond. We'll see what else, other ways we can also offer it. And then also copyrights. We I, I get so many questions about copyrights and what to do and how to ask for permission to use songs and permissions, not only to put it on a screen and to sing it in worship, but also if it's live streamed and is CCLI the best company to go with or one license or church music solutions. Well, I had a couple of women in the United States who put together an index of the major songbooks that we have, the United Methodist Hymnal, The Faith We Sing, Worship and Song, and Songs of Zion. And they cataloged every one of those songs and who, whether it's CCLI, one license, whether it's public domain, or whether an individual holds a copyright, that's all in this document. And right now we're finishing that up and hope to have that out early next year on our website. So you all can download it and have it as reference. As you're planning worship, now you'll be able to go look at this. You know, what a friend we have in Jesus. Okay, do I need to get copyright permission? And do I have the right company to do that with? So it'll tell you right then there, oh, that's public domain. I don't have to worry about copyright. I can use it in worship in whatever way we need. And just one more thing while I'm talking about copyright If you find something on our website, some music, Dean McIntyre or Tom Council, if it says, the copyright says General Board of Discipleship or Discipleship Ministries, 
you are welcome to use that. You don't have to call me or send me an email. <laughs> I, I, I love talking with you. That's fine. But you are welcome to use that. If it's on our website, if it has our copyright on it, we want you to use it in worship. And we know a lot of those things were copyrighted before we started doing live stream worship. Don't worry about that. You can still use it for live stream. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole idea. And that's why we produce the, the materials that we produce so that it can you can have what you need and be able to plan beautiful, effective, dynamic worship. That's what we want. Did I miss anything, Derek, Lisa? <laughs> well, there, there are so many things, it's hard to keep them all straight. Yeah. And, and what, what I appreciate that, Diana, is about how sometimes it's the little details that catch us up and make it hard for us to plan <laughs> worship. And so we're trying to provide for those, as well as some big picture kinds of things. If before we conclude here, I could change hats from the director of preaching ministry to the project director of Hey Preacher. Yes. We have some exciting things going on with that project as well. We're creating some videos that we'll we'll use as the backbone for our e-courses and in-person courses. We have some workshops already available. We'll have some materials at annual conference sessions that you can invite me or our, our team to come and talk to you about preaching. But there's more things coming. And if you want, there's a place on our website to sign up to be on our mailing list. So as things are rolled out later in 2024, then you'll be some of the first to know. We're excited that Lily has provided us the resources to make preaching the center of our thinking and our planning and our training for what's going on in the future. It's part of that revival too. Preachers need mm-hmm. to rethink the preaching they've been doing all along the way. And we're excited to be able to partner with with preachers, however experienced or inexperienced they may be. There's always something we can learn and grow together. Mm -hmm. So watch out for Hey Preacher. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Derek and Lisa, for sharing what you did today. And thank you all for joining us today. We appreciate that you take time to listen to the podcast. And we hope that this has been helpful to you today as we're looking to 2024 and, and all the all the wonderful things that are coming up. Remember that you can always find more information on our website at umcdiscipleship.org. We want you to talk to us and tell us what you think. So send us an email. Even if you're asking me about copyright stuff, send me an email. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, we will be praying for and with you and your congregation. May God continue to bless your worship ministry as you make disciples for the transformation of the world. Bye, everyone. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.